Welcome back to another episode of See Me After Class. I am Mr. L. I'm Miss S. <laughs> Ew, that's ugly. <laughs> Honestly, I have something to tell you. Don't. Oh, wait, I'm scared. <laughs> don't waste my time. What do you think about that, Miss S? I honestly want everyone to have that as a bumper sticker on their car. <laughs> Everybody's time is too valuable. Everybody's. I mean, it's a yes uh, hey, end. And if it's you it's don't, a yes end. It's a yes end. If you don't believe it, maybe it's not. Okay. Especially don't waste a teacher's time. How about that? That's the specific that, one yeah. I want on a mug. <laughs> I want it on a pencil. I want it on my clipboard. I want it on my board in general. I want it on every handout ever given to a child. <laughs> Miss S, this podcast is for teachers. Thank you. I know. Did you? But okay. <laughs> <laughs> it leans more towards middle and high school teachers, although we do not and will not forget about our elementary school teachers. Maybe one day we'll like go teach elementary or something. Do you think elementary school teachers could use, honestly, don't waste my time in their classrooms? <laughs> In a polite way, maybe, yeah. I feel Politely? Like professionally, perhaps? With, like, little ones, they might still not get it, but yeah. <laughs> Miss S, all teachers, regardless of the grade, have been doing a whole bunch of things. Continuously. Hashtag relatable content for you? Hashtag when will it stop? <laughs> Hashtag... Never-ending cycle. <laughs> amongst, among, see, there I go with amongst again. Among, it's okay. <laughs> among those things, Miss S, that all whatever grade te of teachers teach, there still are some things that you and I are not and do not do. Surprisingly, but yeah. Our disclaimer. <clears throat> we are not... Genetic counselors. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't know. We're not. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Correct. Um, we are not face feelers. What? Yeah. They feel your face before, like, for specific Tumors procedures. Or... No, I guess it's like before you get a surgery done, they need to feel, and they, like, come in before the doctor, and they, like, come just touch your face. a whole bunch of muscles on your face, so that makes sense. Yeah. We are also not geneticists. I'll keep it in that. Okay, in I that can area. see where we're going with your theme and let me ruin it. <laughs> we're also not paper towel sniffers. What? I, I'm not going to lie to you. I have zero idea what the point of that job is, D but it is a job that we so do not do. Deductive reasoning skills. Do paper towels I, have a odor? Maybe they don't because of them. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> You know, mind blown. Close the episode S. now. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we are none of those things. We are also not principals, administrators, not yet. Not yet. Speak it into life. <laughs> custodians, nurses, librarians. Love them. Oh, sweeties. The best. None of those things. We are teachers in the classroom teaching students to the best of our ability. Some days may be better than other <laughs> days. It's okay. We have our days. Speaking of today's topic, I'm just going to throw it out there at you. Classroom routines. I love that because it looks different. 
Do you have routines, question mark? I think I have a routine for pretty much the entire 70-minute period students exist in there. Are they important, question mark? I wouldn't, again, my time is too valuable to waste. <laughs> Would not give them something that is not important. Ooh, you know what I saw when I looked it up? Some teachers, again, it's your classroom. You do whatever it is you want to do. That's going to be the probably the biggest point here is it's your classroom. Don't like to call them rules, but they call them agreements. Do yeah, you... I've seen that before. Yeah? Uh, I call them expectations because I, again, with high schoolers, I'm like, hey, all of your jobs have expectations that you need to meet. And I have expectations as an adult. And that's what it is. I don't call them rules, not because I'm like, ooh, it's a... For me, that word is what I'm sure if it's a rule and there are rules. The rule is like your phone's right. not out. That's not an expectation. It's a right. rule. And if it's broken, there's a consequence. I think with expectations, it's just like the bare minimum. Like there's no reward. There's no consequence. You're existing this way because that's what you need to do. I, on the contrary, do use rules because I tell them that in this classroom, there are rules. When you go out there, and I'm pointing out the window, in the real world, there are also rules, but those rules are called laws, and <laughs> you have to follow them. <laughs> you know, that's that's my real Yeah, life. I mean, I think I've heard every, you know, word on that list of what people want to call it. Sure, call it whatever you want. When we have classroom routines, are we asking for compliance, or do we demand it? I'm telling. I'm straight yep. up saying this is what is expected. Yep, yep, yep. Because no one asked me when I signed my contract, hey, do you want to do lesson plans? <laughs> like, no, it's expected that I do them. Way to put two and two together, Ms. S. Thank you so much. This is going to be a great episode because of you. It always is because of me, honestly. <laughs> we In this episode, we're going to talk about a few examples of possible routines that teacher, teachers excuse me, could have in their classrooms. We're going to miss some. These are in our humble opinions. If you disagree, fantastic. If you agree, wonderful. But here if we you're go. just listening and you're like, cool, awesome. <laughs> First point, Ms. S. Entering, exiting the classroom. Do you have routines for those things? And it's so funny that this is brought up because I want to say maybe a week ago I was reflecting. I was watching my kids enter and I was like, man, year one me would have been not okay with this. Just because <laughs> I was like, it was not that it was a mess, but it was very much like, they knew you grab from the take one table, you sit down and you get out what's needed. But did it need to be dead silent? No. My first year, I wanted to hear a pin drop. Like I wanted <laughs> nothing to be said. I love your take one table. I love it too. Oh, I love it too. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I have entering. Uh, I was probably being transparent. I have more procedures for entering than I do exiting. Um, just okay. because that's just how I, I, I run my classroom. In my opinion, I think that... This could be applied either at the beginning of the school year or even, even in the middle or some point in the testing season, whenever the teacher wants to reiterate the routine of entering the classroom and show the kids or students how to do it, I say go for it. Because I have wrote down the first point under entering and exiting the classroom that you literally have to show the students how to enter. Yeah. And I mean, literally, you have to like show that and then practice it. And I, uh, again, we, I, my opinion is like, when you do that, 
Because some again, I teach tenth grade. I have the older ish kids, um, and I know that first week when we are practicing, like coming into the classroom, it's the eye rolls and the attitudes, and like we're too old for this. Like we already know. <laughs> uh, and I always just say, "Oh, I know you know." I'm making sure that it is solidified. This think of this as documentation because now I have seen it. So when Ooh. it does not happen, I then I'm going to have a conversation with documentation. You. But I mean. It's like a physical, like, we're going to get up and practice it type of thing. Exactly. And that is my next point, Miss Ash. Stop it. Is that you practice it. You literally show them and you practice. You touched on it a little bit. I will piggyback off of it when you were talking about accountability. So basically, when they don't enter your classroom the way you want them on another day after you have taught it to them, you have to keep them accountable. For example, there's a random day, they come in all kinds of rowdy and loud and, oh, nope, nope, everybody get up and go back outside. And you definitely will get the eye rolling. You're going to get the resistance of, I'm not going to do that. You're going to get all of those things. As the teacher, if you want them to come in a certain way, you have to stand your ground and say, we're going to come back the way. I want you to come in. If I need to re show you again, we will do it again and we'll start practicing and you will enter. Some teachers might push back and say, well, then you're going to waste a day. I will waste a day to get back the 150 other days where I don't have to teach them how to enter my classroom. Period. Is that yeah. And I mean... Right. We're all in the period of the year where it's like we're getting close to testing season and wrapping yep. up for the school year. Yep. And so it's one of those things where it's easy to become lackadaisical and be like, ah, it was just one day. Ooh, but, I love that word. Oh, yeah. Thanks. SAT. <laughs> um, but I do think that as and you know how it is. We go to meetings. There's expectations when you enter the meetings and things yep. like that. That one time they don't say anything and you forgot a laptop and no one said anything. You're going to try to get away with the laptop not coming on the next meeting. And it's the same thing with children. Um, and so, yeah, it's like, again, I've heard the argument, well, you're wasting time, like just get started. But at the same time, that sets the tone for your whole lesson. And so if yep. that tone is we're acting a fool today and we're wiling out, what <laughs> happens is that you are then having to rein that in and your lesson's most likely not going to get very far or be as effective simply because that culture is now, today's not the day. Like we can goof off type of thing. You honestly need to stay out of my head and my dreams because I literally said the sentence that in my head that you just said out loud. Honestly, I should stay out of there and go straight to the admin office and become a <laughs> <laughs> What about, this is still, we're still in entering and entering, uh, exiting the classroom. What about tardiness? And I would ask you, is being tardy, is it a distraction? Will you let it be a distraction? Question mark. Oh, no, it's day one. I state expectations of when you are late because I get that it happens. But there are – I work in a, in a smaller school. Like my school is not a massive campus like some other teachers have, right? right? Where it is like you've got a seven-minute passing period. There's 3,000 kids what, trying to get seven there. seven-minute passing My period? high school was seven wow. minutes. Wow. But we were like a, an outdoor campus, so it's like you were walking across out in the oh, elements yeah, type yeah, of thing. Yeah. Um, 
But <laughs> I, I love have a smaller campus. <laughs> yeah, hey, it would rain and it was miserable. Uh, and with that means shorter passing periods and it's not a lot of ground to cover, right? And right. I lay it, let it be known day one, expectations are if you need to go to the restroom, you have to come to my class first and ask and I will let you know if that's going to be okay. Right, yes. Um, and then the expectation is if you are late for whatever reason and you have that, you have that pass, the tardy slip, whatever it is, I should not hear anything but the sound of a pencil coming out of your backpack and doing everything you need to to catch up to wherever we are. And it's I've I have had zero problem with that all year. Like and I my kids are tardy sometimes, not because of, you know, it's like they woke up late, whatever. But the expectation is that, you know, it is not a show. And if you want a show, we're gonna have a like it's a whole other can that we're opening. But see, you've had zero problems with it because you held the students accountable when you needed to hold them accountable at the exact moment in time that the infraction happened. And I hope that made sense. No, yeah, because I've had it one time where they came in late, breakfast, ah, and I said, ah. absolutely not. And I didn't, there was no get out yelling. It was just the finger out the door. And they knew, <laughs> they knew in that moment, they're like, oh, I totally messed up. Had a conversation outside of like, what's going on? Like, what? what? Did we forget? And it was honest. I totally forgot, Miss. Like, I just got excited to yeah. get there. I was late and I was like, not thinking. I didn't what have to get anything like that. We'll, we'll only touch on exiting. Exiting, do you, uh, Miss S, I'm sure you've heard, bell to bell instruction, Miss S, bell hey, to bell, bell instruction. Bell to bell. Do I don't you, think the bell doesn't you. I <laughs> that, That's the only thing I was gonna, <laughs> I was gonna touch on is that, does the bell release the students, Miss S, or do you release your students? So it's interesting. Our bells have been broken for like six months. <laughs> so in reality, I am dismissing them this year myself. But prior to that, um, when the bells are working, the students know like that is, I always tell them, I said, that is a reminder that we should have been working the whole time. And if we met expectations, I should be able to now have us pack up. If we weren't, I will let us know when it's time to go ahead and get out of here. Um, but I, again, haven't had a problem that way. I personally owning, and again, you could disagree with my pedagogy. That's totally fine. You don't have to agree with mine. I'm going to. I'm going to. I personally am like, um, hey, if we're done five minutes before, the expectation is that we are then tracking. We are making sure that we know exactly what like homework looked like. Did our right. planners get, like, there's things that they're doing to where, like, maybe it's not that handout. Maybe it is not lecture notes. Maybe it's not an analyzing, uh, like, a document. Right. But there are things to where, like, if the desk is empty, they already know Miss S is going to give you a textbook and you're going to start copying down that chapter. <laughs> Miss S. I, okay. Honestly, universe, just make her an admin. I'll just that's Universe, I would love it. <laughs> so next point in classroom routines, bell work, do now, entry task. And I'm going to stop you before you say anything. You already saw me getting ready. Okay. Take one table. <laughs> My, if you don't have one... Go to Walmart, buy a $12 little small picnic. It's like... I think it's black. It's like a black, black little... Yeah. little black table. It's not the full... Don't think it's like the full size. Yes, the one it's that full, the, it's yes. not a full. It is a smaller version of that. Put a tablecloth over that thing and then you put two trays. It's literally... Don't overthink it. I have a hand sanitizer bottle and a tray there. And every day, they know... It's muscle memory. Like I watch them... Yep. Literally on their phone, like closing out of things. And their muscle memory is to grab that paper and go sit down. Like... I don't have to say anything. The reason why, and I just want to get super specific with this episode is because zero year teachers or maybe teachers who need some new ideas. The reason why it's muscle memory is because they've one, they did it every day. And two, she made, she being with us, made the system of 
you of her take one table. And she explained this, I would assume, at the beginning of the year. So the And there's times where not to interrupt you, but interrupting you, right? <laughs> right. But um there's times where I've heard teachers were like, what about project days or like test days when like there really isn't much to grab or like it's just the laptop or whatever. I still make it to where like there is an index card. There is a there is something that they are physically grabbing because even if it's a project day, we have to start the lesson. So I'm trying to like activate some type of thing in order for you to understand the framing of what we're doing because – there have been times by my own learnings, I didn't frame anything and they said, mm, so what are we doing? Like, why are we learning this? Right? Like, <laughs> yeah. what? It failed. The whole lesson failed. And so like, it's muscle memory because from day one, like they have something they're grabbing. What teachers can ask themselves, Miss S, is where is it at? How long do they have? And a consistent amount of time for said Bell work, do now our entry tasks. For example, Miss S's <laughs> take one. Is there, they take the one, and if it's a bell ringer, do now, whatever you want to call it, the work at the beginning of the class, is there a consistent time that they have to do it? So say maybe five minutes? They get five minutes every time. If okay. the max I'll give is seven, um, and that's if they're reading yes. a passage, like a document. But anything longer than 10 minutes is a waste of time. And again, controversial oh, oh, if oh, you oh. want. If you're taking more than 10 minutes for a bell ringer, it sounds like, and you can push back, it sounds like we are trying to eat into the lesson time and don't really know what's going on. Therein lies why I want to be specific. Is if they ignorance still doesn't justify the wasting of the lesson time. And, that's and I say that because I used to do that. I'm like, ooh, 20 minute do now. Like, <laughs> yeah. I was like, got to eat into class. Don't know what I'm doing. Or, and again, vulnerable. Hey, guys, how long do you think you need for the bell? <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys, what are you thinking? Like, I don't know. They're going to be like 47 minutes. It's a 50-minute class. Like, yeah, what? For real. When they are doing said beginning of the class work, what is the noise level like? Are they supposed to be silent? Can they whisper? Can they talk at all? These are questions you should ask yourself when implementing said classroom routines for do now, bell ringer, bell work, et cetera. And I think it's important to note that it doesn't always have to be silent every single do now. Like right. I Unless they to, want like, it that way. Unless sure. they want it that way. That's fine too. But if you're like, wait, if you're a first year listening and you're like, ooh, wait, so like never talk. No, that's not the case because sometimes <laughs> my do now is like movement, get up, go to the side of the room, like find a partner. You're doing it. Like it really does depend and it's you, I wouldn't do first day, do now, get up and like, ah, act, like pick a side. Like you want to clarify expectations. And then after like expectations have been established, you can then start to change things up. But yeah. Another point I want to make is never take anything for granted. And I mean, never assume they're going to know what to do. Always let them know what they need to do. So then you'll have less chances of any hesitancy or infractions. For example, what happens when said student is finished with beginning of a classwork? What, where do they turn it in? What do they do right after? Those are questions that you want to ask yourself, but you want to have the answers to, to create your classroom routine for your entry ticket belt, do now, et cetera. What do you think? Question mark. Yeah, I think for me, like my do now is never like its own entity of paper because one, I don't have paper like that and that's not how my school gives it out. 
it's always just like up at the top of our handout and or packet for the day. And my kids know like if you finish, you need to then start either annotating, highlighting how many documents we have. Like there's actions that they are doing, getting your binder. Like all of this, that is silent, right? But it's like, it is never, okay, I'm done. I'm going to turn all the way around and start talking to my friends. Right, like, yes. It is very clear of what, and then, again, are my kids perfect? No, there are days where they do turn all the way around and try to ask for that taco that's on the desk. And it's a quick, like, absolutely not. And they say, oh, you're right. Like, I totally forget. It happens. They forget, just like yes. we forget as adults. Like, don't think that you're listening to this. It's like, wow, their classrooms must be, like, on point. Absolutely not. I had a absolutely terrible day the other day. Not. It was a hot mess <laughs> express. Like, all expectations were, like, totally forgotten after break. And they're like, ah, there's no rules. And I said, Ooh, no, there's a bunch. Let me go ahead and remind you. <laughs> Next point in trying to create some sort of classroom routines is getting supplies. And again, so you're and you're right, Miss. Some teachers might be like, man, there's a lot of... If you want a tight ship in your classroom, if you want it to run like clockwork, this is what you're going to have to do. In our humble opinions, if you get it done a spe some other specific way, please email us, tweet us. That would be lovely. Love to hear it. Getting supplies. First point in that, will you provide a pencil or a pen is the first question. Some teachers... Absolutely not. They need to bring their own supplies. And that's fine. Me, myself, and I provide pencils. Now, another teacher would say, well, they're going to damage the property. And yeah, okay, well, they're kids. It's just, then that's when you say, okay, you have my property. Please respect it like you would your phone. Or sometimes teachers say, okay, I'll give you the pencil, but give me your phone. And it's a it's kind of a trade off kind of thing. Or <laughs> I've heard some teachers like, okay, I'll give you the pencil. Okay, give me your shoe. <laughs> oh, I remember I had a teacher like that in middle school. <laughs> I mean, so so it's that kind of thing. Is that question mark? Yeah, I think I would push. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I would push if you are you know falling on. Are you like I just don't want to like they should be responsible again. That's not how the real world is. Uh, sure. Yes. Yes. But I would also push at the same time. As much as we are trying to be authentic with these students and in the row, again, I teach high school. I know what it's like. My kids have jobs. They are driving. Like, they yep. are semi-toe deep into the real world. <laughs> and uh, I'm all for being very authentic with them. However, I understand at the same time, I might be the only adult in their life that is holding them accountable and cares sometimes. Yep. If a pencil is the only thing keeping them from having a breakdown, walking, losing it for the day. I'm going to get, here's a pencil. It is fine. Like it is okay. I'm yep. not going to lose it and be like, what do you mean you don't have a pen? Like this is ridiculous. You. You're like, so irresponsible. It's Arr, literally arr. like they know where it's at. My routine is literally, they, they do this weird. I don't understand this year. They do it way, way higher than any other year I've ever had, but they like arch their finger and they kind of point to my area and they're like, oh. raise their <laughs> eyebrows of like, like a nonverbal, like, can I? And I'm always like, yeah, yeah yes. go for it. <laughs> But it is a way that they ask, and it's like a not – like, they knew from day one they are everywhere. And I – so if you're like, oh, but I don't have money, ooh, yeah, I get that. Trust me, yeah, I get that. We, 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 we get I that. I am giving we... them Dollar Tree pencils, and they know that, <laughs> too. It so, is not fancy. Pen or pencils, glue sticks, color pencils, and hit this is – hey, this is for our elementary school teachers. Whatever kind of supplies you have, make sure that there is some sort of routine so either they get at the beginning of class – the students understand that in this area, this is where all your supplies are. Whatever you get, you need to put back, et cetera, et cetera. Tissues, Miss S. Tissues, sanitizer, paper towels. Are they are the students able to get up when they need one? Do they have to ask? 
question mark, question mark, question mark. Um, yeah, I've always made it a very clear expectation. If I'm up talking, I should never see Ooh. anybody doing Ooh. any type of movement unless it is like you have bled out and you are going to die. And even then, <laughs> I would still like you to ask. <laughs> yes, and. That's and a again, yes, and. They forget. Today, in the middle of me explaining new material, I was breaking it down on the board. I thought we were killing it. I said, oh, my gosh, this class is killing it. And yes, I was like, oh, yeah. and guys, if you – and I turned around. And I heard the sharpener going. And I said, what? And all the kids were like, what are you doing? doing? Like, and he was like, I forgot. Like instantly pulled it out. Like it was some poison. Like was like freaking <laughs> out. And it happens, right? Like I didn't, I laughed and I was like, oh, we almost made it. Like I make up some type of, we were 17 days in without <laughs> an interruption. And they were like, what? And I was like, now we're at zero. See, back to zero. And it's like, I make it up. They don't know that. But it's, yeah, like it happens. But they, I made it very known when I go over first day, get to know me. Expectations are when Miss S is at the board, this is what it should look like, sound like, feel like, smell like, taste like, all of the above. I am in awe of you, Miss S. Honestly, me too. <laughs> <laughs> so let's bring it on to modern days. Chargers. Where are they going to charge their oh, laptops? yeah. Where are they going to put the laptops in the classroom? Are the laptops provided? Do they keep the laptops? Did you know in some classrooms that they, the laptops are there in the classroom and then they kind of just get it at the beginning of class like your take one, except it's a take one laptop and then go to your desk? Oh, no. Mine have like their own device, like one-to-one -one devices with them at all times is the expectation. It's, I mean, I, I agree because so do mine. It's just sometimes they need the charger and sometimes they're not sitting in a great place for them to be charging the laptop oh and that's a battle as a those who are teach high school you know that these kids it's almost like they came out of the womb with these iphones like stuck to their hands <laughs> like some mutation that just occurred um but my kids know like i i try and i told i tell them i try not to you know go hardcore with like everybody's phones but they know the moment you take an inch i'm getting everybody's phone goes on the desk yep. like i will take it all um and they walk in usually they'll walk in is like the procedure for me is they walk in and if they're like need to charge a phone, it goes to the exterior walls and it stays there until right, the, okay. the class is over. And if I like, they cannot get it. Like it's charging. It is what it is. Um, uh -huh. laptops, they don't really ask to charge, but they know that like they just plug it in and leave it. The, the thing is some of them will forget. So then they have to kind of come back sometimes and grab them. But <laughs> as, <laughs> as far as cell phones go, I have a, I bought a little pocket thing for cell phones and I've seen that. Yep. They, excuse me, they put the cell phone in the pocket. And yes, they're, again, we do not have perfect classrooms. There's resistance almost every day. So just get that out oh, of yeah. your heads, ladies and gentlemen. Every day I say, take the AirPod out. I'm not playing. Okay, that's everybody's warning. Let me have them all. Like, exactly. it's an everyday thing. So they put, ideally, they put them in the pouch or they will ask me, sir, can I charge my phone? And most 99% of the days, yes, okay, but you have to put it behind my desk and I'll give it to you, et cetera. Miss next point. Perhaps creating a classroom routine for is questions in your classroom. And let me give you the first point in questions. How do they, how are they going to ask for the restroom? Are they going to ask during the lesson? Do you allow for students to interrupt? Question mark. Um, so my restroom, and I feel like I've said this before in an episode, is a nonverbal, they cross their fingers, right? So it's like uh -huh. they're asking, it's almost like pretty please type of thing. But, um. Uh, they know for the first 15 minutes, usually I am not like, no one is allowed to go anywhere. It is like, you need to be in this classroom. Um, the first what? 
15 minutes. Oh, the first, okay, okay. Uh-huh, uh-huh. It's kind of like, usually because that at that point, like there's some type of new material, like you need to for right, sure yes. be there because I don't, there's not enough time for me to come back and find you and be like, hey, here's what we're doing. Um, it's a nonverbal, and there are times where like, a student will put that hand up in the middle of me still being at the board. And I usually, I don't make a scene. There's no reason for me to get upset. I used to. First year teacher, triggered. Vet teacher, I'm definitely like, I'll continue teaching. And I'm like, you it, need to wait 10 more minutes. Is it, okay, that, that was going to be my question. Is it a, is it a just a no or is it a wait? No, I give a time frame and I'm like, ooh, ask me in 10. And then I keep on with the lesson. And there's, no, again, the occasional eye roll, things like that. And I, I don't pay it any mind. It is yep, not yep, a battle. Yep. I am fighting. And as a new teacher, a first year teacher, second year even, it can be one of those things where you might, feed, again, it could be yep, one of those days as exactly. well where you're like, you know what? That's just get out, right? And you then there goes the whole done, right? You got to learn how to pick your battles. And when I tell a child to wait ten minutes, usually they're okay with it. There are the occasional days with the eye roll, I just ignore it and I pay it no mind. Mm, eight times out of ten, that child does not ask me in ten minutes. But when they do, I know that they, oh, they have forget. to go. And they forget exactly. Bell. They forget. I will reiterate and piggyback off of what you just said. I can count on my hand how many times I've said just plain no. It's usually a wait. And exactly yeah. what you just said, even if it's during the lesson, they also will raise their hand high uh, and cross their little fingers. And I just say, wait, or give me five or exactly what you said, or give me 10. And a lot of the times that's what I tell zero or first year, maybe teachers of don't say no, because no will elicit the eye rolling, the possibility of some sort of resistance or disrespect. So I say, just wait. And kids... 99% of the time will not be disrespectful to a wait. Like, oh, okay. And then exactly no, yeah, what like, you okay. just said, they will forget. If they really need to go, they'll remind you. If they don't, they, they'll forget. And sometimes, I mean, you can tell, like, if a kid is physically, like, yeah, looks like, like they are, they're working, yeah. but it's like, I'm about to, this is the day type of thing. This, yeah, <laughs> there might be a thing of like, hey, quick, go, quick. We've got nurse. Do they ask for the nurse the same way? Do they, is it, because the filling out the slip takes time. It does. Filling out a nurse's pass takes time. Uh, this is my first year where I haven't had too many kids ask to go. And when they do, it's usually like once we are in independent work, uh, they kind of just come up to me and personally ask me and I'm okay uh-huh. with that. I don't have a nonverbal. It's usually like, again, it's high school. It could be different for middle school, but it's some type of, it's usually my girls, right? I think it is like, yes. you know, they change, everything's changing for them. Correct. They ask, but they want, they call me over and that's when they're like, whisper, like, can I, I need to go to the nurse. And I'm like, okay, yes. yeah. Like, and I fill it out. I personally don't have like a nonverbal thing. It is a like, call me over if it is important and or personal. And they know that. So see, I also think that you being a female teacher and me being a male teacher, it might be different. And yes, there are some girls that will say, will ask me to go to the restroom. And when I give them the weight, they'll either say, I can't or kind of give me that awkward glance and yeah. I'm an adult. I know what's going on. So, and then I say, okay, you, you can go, but you need to come back. Cause et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So yes. Right. And then I've also heard the flip side of that of like, you know, I, I remember being a teenage girl and it was like every week mm, seems a little bit much. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And there's Just, a line, right? And right. then again, that can be a conversation that you have with the student that builds relationships, but also like, hey, I'm checking in. I'm a little concerned. We're going a lot. Like, do you need something? Like, what is it? I have saved. And again, I'm sure we missed a whole bunch, but I want to get to the last point, which is the best. And I saved it for the last. Behavior management. 
Uh-huh. Now, what I want to talk about are, are you know what? I just want to throw some questions out there and we will try to answer, answer them, them to the best me. of our abilities. New teachers, whomever is listening, when it comes to behavior management, and this is a classroom routine, what are you going to tolerate? Question mark. That is the question you need to, what are you going to tolerate? And I will talk about what Ms. S just said. A, a, a student asks to go to the restroom. You say, wait five minutes. He or she rolls her eyes. He or she, uh, I forgot what. Smacks like, their lips. Does that, you know, mm-hmm. I guess that's a smacking of the lips or, or sucking on the teeth or whatever it is that you might think is rude and or disrespectful. It is whatever you're going to tolerate. Yes, and the precaution I give is there are some things that you need to pick your battles for. And my humble opinion is that's not a battle you need to be fighting. Question mark, Mrs. I don't think so. I don't think so at all. I think that if you're sitting there and you're like, absolutely not, I, don't, I think that affects my culture. You have a valid opinion. What Correct. I would in probably push like if I'm coaching a teacher and I'm sitting in and I observe that and they are like done like that's their line yeah my follow-up conversation would be that like I think that it is valid that you feel disrespectful and that your concern is classroom culture my next question would be like what does that look like for you to pull that student into the hallway and dive deeper because it is a deeper thing children do not wake up as much as we think like oh they hate it they don't it is a deeper need not being met of like feeling affirmed, feeling seen, or feeling competent enough to be in that classroom. And so again, the constant bathroom is because, yeah, that, some of the time it is a restroom, like they'd have to go. Most of the time though, with the same student I've noticed in teacher observations or whatever, is that that child has a competency, like concern, confidence level that makes them not want to be there when they don't it's challenging. Be there. Yep. And so the disrespect is not because they hate you as a person, it's because they are frustrated that they are not getting it. And like, right. you're not letting them escape from that. And so that's a conversation to be like, what do you need from me as the teacher? So you, so you can feel successful. Like, can I pull you up to my desk? Like, can we sit here for a second and yep. work together? Rudeness, disrespect, language. What are you going to tolerate in your classroom? And I would really kind of make a list. If you're listening to this, make a list of the things you will and won't tolerate. So whenever... You finish that list, however long it is. When someone, when you won't tolerate something, are you going to follow the warning, action, contact of parents, and referral steps? Question mark. There should always be an escalation, right? Like there needs to be some type of consistent, like, hey, let's have a conversation. This is a warning. I think, and right, sometimes it does mitigate, like you should skip a step, depending on the infraction, right? Like there are times where like there, I have had it straight to a parent, like we're in the hallway and I'm talking to a parent because of like the severity of it, right? But give me, give me, give me one. What would be one um, example of that? Oh, I teach high school, right? So like a sexual comment is a non-negotiable get out. Oh, like yes. on a parent, right? Like right. The, I yes. don't want to hear that. I'm not your friend. Like this is a level. There's a line. And I think I agree. high school teachers I agree. get it. And middle school too. They just Yeah. Oh yeah. A, coming back from the pandemic, it was almost like, whoa, 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 <laughs> calm down. How old yep. are we? Yep. Yeah. So my non like the sexual comments are done. Like we're not playing with that. It's a parent phone call. In that moment, I've already called admin and like the consequences go from there. Right. Um I think that um what I was gonna say is that like There are like, it's all about consistency with that, but then also understanding that like whatever you tolerate can sometimes change each year. What I refuse to tolerate my first year 
is a little different than my fifth year because I I know what I'm doing, right? Like I've been in the classroom. Yeah. I know how to even just avoid all of that with like simple things here. Like there's heavy pre-work that gets done to avoid the issues in the year, which exactly again, consistency in the beginning, I'm showing, I'm modeling, I'm holding kids accountable. So that way, September, October, April, I'm not having all of these issues. They'll pop off occasionally, but I've worked on it so hard in the beginning. One thing I will commend you on is the word that you said, modeling. And if you're holding the students accountable for language or rudeness or disrespect or even sarcasm, that's a big oh, one. Yeah, that's that a one's huge one. Kind of, that one's like a, I don't want to say, it's a gray area for some teachers. Others, it, again, the line is highlighted, underlined, boxed in. The, the students know the line. If you do, if you won't, excuse me, tolerate that, then you as the teacher cannot do any of those things to the student. And you know what? Let me, let me rephrase. You can, it, you, you, you have the ability to do it, but you won't have any buy-in and or respect back from the students if you're the one being rude, disrespectful, or sarcastic. Correct. No, and I 100% I agree with that. And I think that, right, like for me, I am a... That's why I work so well in high school. I did middle school for a while and I, I'm as a sarcastic, dry humor. Like I am very much yes. that attitude. And my kids know that. They also know there's a line. Like she is an adult. Like that again, that, that's right. why like those sexual comments or the haha, whatever, your mom joke. No, this is not, I'm not your friend. We're going to have a conversation with your parents right. outside. Yes. Yes. And they know that because I would never, I was like, I would never have that disrespect. You're not my friend. How I talk to my adult friends is not how I'm going to talk to my 10th graders, right? right? And so- I think that it's like understanding and making sure, make your list, right? Like, what are you not tolerating? And then in a column next to it, it's like, what specific actions are you doing to address when this occurs, right? Because you can't just in, enter a power struggle, nothing gets done. And the beauty part of that is a lot of districts, not all, mine, yes, a lot of districts provide that level and the fraction levels. Level one, you should do this, 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 this. Level two, you should do this, 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 this. Level three, and I think it goes up to level four. I can tell you it's really, really helpful when you have that kind of thing. If you don't, unfortunately, then yes, make your list of what level one infractions look like, sound like, taste like. I love that you said that. <laughs> <laughs> All of those things. The last point I will make in, in, excuse me, in behavior management is make sure to be consistent and fair. So you are going to have your... I'm just going to keep it real. You're going to have a favorite and or a couple of favorite kids. If the favorite kid does something that you don't tolerate and then you tolerate it from that, ooh, all the other kids are going to notice oh, that yeah. right oh, instantaneously. Does that question mark? I would even push that if there is a student where it's like um, – that one kid that maybe you don't, they're not your favorite, right? Like we right, all have yes. that student we can think of where we're like, here we go. Like, yeah, all right. Yeah. And that child, one thing, and it's like, boom, we're already here. But then another child does the same thing. It's like, hey, that's a warning. You just showed the child that you maybe don't have the best relationship with, that you for sure don't have one. So now yep. let's escalate every day. So there's like a double-edged sword, right? Like you have to be consistent and fair in all things. And I know how hard that is because to this year, every year I have the ones where I'm like, dang, like these are my, and in high school, I'm like, I'm writing letters of rec. Like these are my kids. Like yep, my, yep, this is yep, it. I go to games. Yep. I know their parents. Like I'm at barbecues, birthdays, but at the same time, 
just this week, one of my fa- like I'm best friends with their parents at this point decided that he was going to use profanity and it was an instant. Ooh, I'm calling your mom. Like ooh. I have to call your mom yep. because I did that last week with the person I don't have a, the best relationship right. with. Right. And even the child was like, what? Like, why are you doing this? And I said, no, no, it's the fact that like the expectation is this and you did not meet that. And I am not going to play favorite. Like there is not, that's not how life yep. works. Just because I'm a good person doesn't mean my rent's not due. It is still due on the first. <laughs> Miss S, your real life examples just they and they get awesome. it. They're like, okay. And I said, hey, you, you know S, what? You're right. We got. We're gonna have to deal with this. And so yeah, it is. There's there's both ways to like being consistent. Finally, that line, wherever you draw it, wherever you put it, needs to be size fifteen, black. Underline, bolded. I I don't even know what else. Italicize. Italicize. Put it in. I don't know. Gothic sans. Sure. Comic sans. Whatever it is. It Mm -hmm. and you make sure you make that line every single day, and you follow that line and never cross that line. And by that I mean modeling in your classroom. (laughs) Last last point, and yes, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. It is your classroom. And I love that I that I love that I say that that we make that point, Misses, of like this. These are our classrooms. You're in your classroom. Whoever's listening, you're in your. We are not there. Nobody else. Nope. The principal, your principal, isn't there. Your admin isn't there. No one is there. You are the only one that's there. Whatever you're going to tolerate, whatever you're not going to tolerate, is up to the teacher, Misses. Period. <laughs> Misses, I'm literally wiping my hand on my head. Whew. Hey, that was a good one. Classroom routines, Misses. Again, you have them, great. You don't have them, your classroom is still successful, great. Email us, tweet us, do something. Entering and exiting the classroom, Misses' famous take one table. Mm-hmm. Hey, do get some, one, go to Walmart, do, go to Walmart. Do <laughs> one of those things, do something. Remember, practice, literally show them how to enter and exit your classroom. When it comes to bell work, do now or entry tickets, make sure that there's also some sort of consistent routine on how to do it, how long they have, are they going to be able to talk, can they not talk. Getting supplies, do they have to ask for everything? Miss, Miss Sir, can I have a pencil, pen, tissues, sanitizer, laptops, modern day, <laughs> chargers, whatever, wherever those things are. Questions. How are they going to ask the restroom? When can they go to the restroom? The nurse sharpening a pencil. Can they get up during the lesson? Is that a big no-no? Miss S, that's a no-no for you. Massive. Behavior management. What are you going to tolerate and what are you not going to tolerate? You need to figure that out because, again, please do not presume. Please do not Go in with some preconceived notion that these kids are going to understand what you want without you telling them specifically. Correct. And Miss S, look, everybody listening, even you, Miss S, you know what? You, Miss S, you could could take this, leave it, love it, and or hate it. Either way, you were listening. And that's what we care about. We will see you guys next time on See Me After Class. See y'all. Bye.